0: You can support the show on a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.com. Now mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 159-13, Boise, Idaho, 83715. You can also become one of our Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month at patreon.greatdetectives.net. And I want to thank our latest Patreon supporter. Thank you to Mike, uh, who is supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Mike. Now it's time for today's episode of Dragnet, and I'll apologize in advance for the quality of the audio. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh... The original air date on this one is uh, November the 9th of 1954 and this one is the big coins.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> Detective Sergeant. You're assigned a burglary detail. You get a call to meet a fire inspector at a burned out home. There's reason to believe the fire was started by a burglar. Your job investigate. Good was Wednesday, November 4th. It was cool in Los Angeles. We were working the night watch out a burglary detail. My partner's Frank Smith. The boss is Captain Bernard. My name's Friday. We're on our way out from the office. It was 9, 12 p.m. when we got to 2607 07 West 50th Street. The scene of the fire. No signs here. It's the fire must have been in the back of the house. Huh? Yeah, that's the way it looks. Hiya, Joe. All oh, right, Tom. You know my partner, Frank. Inspector Strader from the fire department. Sure. Yeah, yeah, back it been, been some time since we worked together, Joe. Yeah, over a year, isn't it? Yeah, about that. I already got force this time, Inspector. Easier to show you. Come on back. All right. Most of the damage is in the bedroom, starting in the closet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did burn through the next room, though, no? little girl's bedroom. Mm hmm. Here we are. Well, yeah. Burned bad, huh? Could have been a lot worse. Neighbor saw the flames through the window. Must have seen it right away. She called us, and the engine company got it out before the whole house was gutted. Was mm-hmm. The place locked when they got here? Yeah. Had to break through the back door to gain engine. All right. Now, where do we see this? Well, we're pretty certain the fire was started deliberately. Checking, I noticed the window had been tampered with. Come here, I'll show you what I mean. See the lock? Yeah. yeah. Looks like it was forced, doesn't? It? Yeah. Screws are pulled right out of the frame. Yeah. Glass is cracked too. Yeah. Any chance your boys might have done this? No, I checked that angle. The only place they tried is the back door. Uh-huh. Was the window open when you first saw it, huh? Yeah, just like it is now. Raised about an inch. Right? Yeah. Marks here on the uh-huh probably made with the window before i guess. better get the lab out here i guess huh? yeah i'll get it well, the front room near the table thank you you've been able to contact the owner, time yeah was with his wife and little girl out here just about the time they had the fire out just a wife and kid over to his sister's place for the night well did he know if anything had been stolen didn't ask before he left he said he'd come back as he could uh, well, you got any ideas <laughs> well i'm sure the fire was set might be <laughs> insurance maybe, maybe a pyromaniac uh, thief trying to cover something I'm This is my apartment, Sergeant Friday. I do, Sergeant. are yes, sir. Have you met Inspector Strader. Yes, sir. How are you? Hi. Go back as soon as I could. The wife and daughter are pretty upset. We understand, Mr. She didn't think about it tonight, but she will tomorrow. Now I'll be in for it. How's that, sir? About the insurance. What about the insurance? Well, I don't have any. I can hear her now. She'll be up one side and down the other. You don't have any fire insurance on the house at all, or? That's right. How about personal property? Mm-mm. No, wife didn't ask me to take some out. Maybe I would have, but she wanted me to get it from her brother-in-law. Maybe I would have, but you never saw us if you're a one-way guy, always looking to at his own mess, you know the kind. Yeah. Like I was cranking the kid's room, you know. Think you give me a hand, or you bet he didn't. So what happens, They got no insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. Taft, we'd like you to do something for us, if you would. Sure thing, as long as it doesn't cost me. It's going to put me in the hole, but good. And hey, what is it? Would you check around and see if any personal items are missing here? You mean stolen? Yes, yeah, sir, that's right. Do you think someone broke in and stole something and set the fire? Oh, we're not sure yet. We want you to help us. Oh, boy, that's all I need. A fire with no insurance and a rob with no insurance. My wife's brother-in-law won't ever get off my back, and my wife. Would you check for us, sir? Yeah, I sure thing. Thank you. i in here to take something. wife's yours. And what she had was in the here box. I well, know you wouldn't touch it, though. So. What's that? I'll open it if you don't mind. Well, it's empty. Everything's gone. Was it pretty expensive? Well, it didn't cost much, if that's what you mean. Uh huh. Mostly costume jewelry. Her watch was in here though. She forgot it tonight. Went over to Cranstra District window shopping, and I remember her mentioning she left it here. Do you think anything else is missing in here? Uh I don't think so, unless maybe my wife's clothes in the closet and the way that looks, I don't guess you could tell much. What do you think, Tom? Well, I'll give it a preliminary check while they're going through the rest of the house and let you know. All right, fine. One second, that's the place for him, Mr. Oh, yes, sir. Right. Boy, what a night. If it was I wanted to steal something, you pick a place of that stuff worth lifting. Now, here's the kids' room. Oh, look at the mess in here. I just finished painting last week. Uh, look at it. Donald's books are all burned. Little well, kid saw that tonight, just eyes us. I don't know. Guy that did this must have had a head full of rocks. Yeah. Christmas ain't far off. I don't know how, but I'll see to it you get dolls and books, nice ones. Better than these were. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything in there he'd take. Well, the kitchen. well right off I can see you made it for the radio. I had a little portable on the shelf right over there. Wife well, likes to listen to those daytime programs while she's working. on. Mm-hmm. Something more to plan for Christmas. What if you have the serial number on the radio by any chance? Uh uh-uh. uh. Never paying any attention to things like that. Anyway, I got a second hand. I wasn't worth much. It played good though. Mm-hmm. I think good luck. You notice anything else, Don? Uh, right offhand. I uh, How about a beer? How that's stolen, too? No, no, thank you. Well, that really does it. What's that? Now, this ties it off good. He stole a ham. What? A ham weighed 12 pounds and saving it for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and goes the big dinner, my wife planned. Well, I guess it's all right. You laugh about it, huh? <laughs> I was just thinking, maybe I'll have the last laugh on my wife's birthday. Okay. He was coming to dinner. examination of the kitchen showed that about 20 cans of food had been taken. Angus Taft looked through the rest of the house, but he said he didn't think anything else was missing. Inspector Tom Strader said he was fairly sure there were no clothes in the closet when it burned. Men from the crime lab came out and took pictures of the window and also of the place of origin of the fire. A detail from Leighton French checked the house. Frank and I questioned people in the neighborhood, but none of them had seen or heard anyone around the Taft house before the fire started. Inspector Strader said he would notify our office of all similar house fires. The next night, we got a report from Leighton Prince. They said the prints they'd lifted from the Taft home belonged to members of the family. Ray Pinker sent word over from the crime lab that the marks on the windowsill had been made by a half-inch pry bar. On November 10th, we got another call from Inspector Strader, and we went out to 2725 West 49th Street. By 1026 p.m., we had completed our inspection of the burned interior of the house, and we talked to the owner. That was pretty much like the last one. It was more damage this time, though. Yeah. There were four different fire started in this house. Uh-huh. Same entry. Bedroom window. Dole article's just about the same.
2: Uh, I don't get that part.
1: How's that, Frank? Except the stone. Not much value to it. Costume jewelry, clothes, food, portable radio. Mm-hmm. You'd think anyone that goes out on a limb like this would try to make it worth his while. Nothing much we can check the usual sources for. mm mm-hmm. One thing that might help us, we don't have. What's that, Joe? Serial numbers. You well, know, if people could just give us the numbers on their radios, other stolen property, we'd have something definite to look for. I know it's a lot to ask, but if they could just do that. Inspector, what do you estimate the fire loss to be here? A couple thousand dollars. Uh-huh. I hope the crime lab or late Trent can come up with a lead to give you fellows something concrete kind of to work with. Uh, Where'd you there, Tom? What do you think, Joe? Same person? Well, yeah. might be too early to say, but the fires are in the same neighborhood. Similar, M.O. Chances are fair that it's the same one, yeah. Uh-huh. Keeps up. Somebody's likely to get hurt. We haven't got too much to go on. Well, we've got a place to start, huh? We know he's got some matches. Frank and I questioned the neighbors, but we failed to get any useful information. Latent in Prince were unable to come up with anything. The crime lab reported the window had been forced by a one-half-inch pry bar. Within the next three weeks, despite our efforts, six more fires and burglaries occurred. In each case, the same MO was used. We had sent teletypes to CII and all points requesting information on any person who had used the same MO. The staff's office had made a run. Known arsonists were checked. pawn shops and second-hand stores were notified, but we still had no definite lead as to the identity of the arsonist burger. We started a pin map to see if a directional trend would develop. 8.57 PM, Wednesday, December 2nd. We were checking the map with Sergeant Rex Olson. And you, do? Well, we've had a few burglaries further west, up in here. But no fire. Mm-hmm. How about the MO? Same. Bedroom window entry. Same type article stolen. You know, this operator's really a wig. Take a look at this list of items that have been taken. Mm-hmm. Dog food, baby clothes, golf balls, tennis balls, camping equipment, and a phonograph. That's quite an assortment. Tennis balls were initialed, I think, by the owner. He said he could identify them. Details have been in playgrounds for him. Mm-hmm. I guess you pretty well covered every angle, then. Yeah, actually, And yeah. extra yeah. men from Metro and the fire department have been on stakeouts in areas where fires have occurred. They've run down a lot of leads, but we haven't come up with anything to date. You know, how about Prince? No. How many will give us any positives? Uh, I guess they're switching M.O. something to be thankful for. Them. Yeah, but the guy is still out breathing the same as we do. Yeah. I know it bothers you, but you're doing your best. You can't ask for more. Mm-hmm. If you talk to some of these families that have been burned out, and you sure wish you could. Yeah, I know how you feel. The guy isn't satisfied setting one fire in a house. He's set as many as six in one place. Look at those red pins. Mm hmm. I'll Burglary, Olsen. Uh huh. What's was that address? 1904 West 50th Street. All right. Yeah, they're with me now. Yeah. Burglary, here's the address. Right. Anything you know? else? Yeah, another red pen. We drove out to the address on 50th Street. Like the other homes hit by the arsonist burglar, it was a small one-story house. Inspector Strader showed us where five fires had been started. The main damage was in the rear of the building. Entry had been made through a bedroom window. We called the crime lab and latent print. The owner, a Mr. Clinton Bates, arrived and checked for missing property. 10.27 PM, we came to the living room. Well, right off hand, I'd say nothing was missing in here. Walter, well, it's possible he just didn't take anything from this room. Why'd you say that, Sergeant? Well, no fire was started in here. Uh, we found in other homes, the burglar usually starts a fire in a room where he takes off. I see. Here's the mm-hmm. let's have a break. Yeah. This bottle, well, first unit, missing, you said it was initials. That's the right idea to my wife for her birthday. It was my grand LCB in gold letters. It wasn't really expensive. Mm-hmm. LCB. In fact, nothing that was taken was it too much value. Why should a person go to the trouble of breaking a house to steal comic books? It didn't make sense. And well, like you said, your daughter's name was written on the book. Yeah, my wife always writes her name Carol on them. You know how kids trade them back and forth. Mm-hmm. Huh? My daughter takes after her mother never wants to throw anything away. I've had over a hundred county puts. I think there's a lot of junk I wish he had taken. Then just left the house the way it was without setting the well, That's understand. Really now about the coins that were taken. Yeah. This is the first time that any money has been stolen. But what did he take? About $2 worth of coins. Not much to help you there, is it? Yes, as it might be. There are American coins that can be spent. Now, the fact that they're old may they give us a lead if somebody tries to spend them. He's mm-hmm. kind of a long shot, isn't he? Yes, sir, maybe. But this person hasn't given us much choice. How do you think you could give us the big on the coins? Well, I can't, but my wife may be able to. They belong to her. Like I told you, she never gets rid of anything. Mm-hmm. She got them from an ass a couple, three weeks ago. I told her that since they were old, they might be worth more than just the regular value. Yeah. So she took them to some shop, you know, where they handle old money. Then I told her they weren't in demand, only worth a nickel, dime, whatever it was. I made a change for cigarettes one day, but she wouldn't give them to me. Anything okay hangs on to. Do you can see the dumps around here? Mm-hmm we would you get those dates for? I'll try, but like I said, if the person that did this had just forgot about the fire part and carted off some of the other junk, he'd have been doing me a big favor. Yes, sir, but they don't have that in mind. Mm-hmm. We need to help anybody. <laughs> we got the description and the dates of the coin from Mrs. Bates. All officers were given the information. From our pin map, we figured our suspect might live near Cimarron Street in Vernon Avenue. We spent several days contacting all the businesses in that vicinity and gave each owner a complete description of the coin. We asked them to get the license number or address of any person that might pass them and to call us right away. In the meantime, Wake and Prince sent word from the window ledge at the home of the last burglary and fire that they had lifted several clean prints. Five days went by. Monday, December 7th. The store owner called us regarding the coin. Frank and I drew out to the corner of Cimarron Street and 43rd Place, a small neighborhood variety store. Morning. Can I help
2: you? Please, Doctor. You are? Yes, ma'am. We went to see you the other day. Oh, well, just a moment till I get my glasses on. i was trying a new glass cleaner on them just before you came in. I don't see much without them anymore. Here. Oh, here, now I remember you. You came in about the air with money. Yes, ma'am,
1: that's right. We got your call.
2: Well, it's a good thing I had my glasses on about an hour ago. What do you mean, ma'am? When I got those coins. Otherwise, maybe I wouldn't have noticed. Then you took in some money answering the description we gave you, did you? A first customer this morning, I guess maybe that's why I took the that
1: I noticed.
2: Mm-hmm. I saw the number on the card you gave me right away. It was very cooperative, ma'am. You're
1: only doing
2: my duty as I see it. You men are trying to uphold the law as a citizen I do. It's my job to help you. Any way I can. Yes, ma'am. Now, what if we might see the coins. Okay, don't see, I'll get them for you. Thank you. When I saw that they were that old money, like you told me about, I didn't put them in the register. Oh, No. I popped them into this cellar glass. I keep pins in. see? Uh-huh. Maybe I'd better dump them out on the Oh, All right, fine. I did not want you to be with your fingers. It's would to get blood poisoning. Mm-hmm.
3: You got that list, Frank? Yes, mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Here you go. Is there the
2: ones you're looking for? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, how wonderful. Well, that gives me a real fine feeling. Like I've done a good deed for the day.
1: Well, you have, ma'am. Now, maybe you can help us even
2: more and tell us about the person that gave oh, you these. Thank you, I can. But there's something I don't quite understand.
1: What's that, ma'am?
2: I thought you couldn't, us you know, generally looking for a real bad man. No, not always.
1: What?
2: That's what seems wrong. The priest I got these time couldn't be the one you want. Why right, do you say that? It was a little girl about
1: nine years old. <laughs> the owner told us that when the little girl had left, he'd followed her to a house about three blocks away. We gave her a receipt for the coins and drove over to 2216 West 43rd Place, the address he'd given us. Frank drove past the house slowly and we saw a 1940 Plymouth sedan parked in the driveway. On the second trip, I got the license number of the vehicle. We called the office and they sent out another team to stake out the place. We went back to the office and called DMV. They gave us the name Lyndon Granger as the legal owner. We checked the name through R&I and found that he had five arrests for burglary as a juvenile. We called Leighton Prince and asked him to check the fingerprints found at the house on 50th Street. 10.37 a.m. When are they going to call? Soon as they have time to check them thoroughly, I guess. I was just thinking, Joe, what happens if things is isn't our boy? Well, I think it's kind of easy to figure, don't you? Huh? Sure. Find out where the girl got the call. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that. You know what that could mean? Mm-hmm. More footwork. But I'm telling you, Joe, I haven't put on so many miles since I worked traffic. You don't have to tell me. What do you mean? All these miles you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I was with you, remember? Yeah. yeah. I know, Joe, but after all, I'm carrying a few more pounds than you are. Mm-hmm. That is correct. It makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know how it is when you go deer hunting? Most you think? I don't. I never go. Well, when you're carrying a rifle. Never carry one. Well, when you go deer hunting and you do carry a rifle, you start out in the morning, the rifle doesn't weigh much at all. It doesn't? Well, at least it doesn't feel so heavy, but along toward the end of the day... And those few pounds feel like 20. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is with the extra pounds I carry around. Mm-hmm. Firstly, Freddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. On two of them. Mm-hmm. Good. Fred. Thank you. Fred and Prince? Yeah. Granger's Prince. huh They made him on the last job. that Granger's prints tied him in with the last fire burglary was enough to get a complaint, but we wanted an airtight case. We decided to follow the suspect that night. Another team was set out to relieve the stakeout out on his home. When Granger left the house at 8.09 p.m., Frank and I were behind him. The other team remained at the house. We followed him for about an hour. 9.13 p.m. Well, thanks, Joe. Look with him. All right. We better take him away from home before he was writing a letter on story, huh? Yeah. He's going down. Pull over. Stop. Can you see him? Yeah. It looks like another switch in his operation. Stealing from that car. Yeah. What would he take? Could you see? blanket or a robe some kind. Come on, let's get him. All right. Did you say police officers? Ah, Yeah, I guess you had to back on. Oh, I didn't hear you too good. I wouldn't have taken off if I'd known you were cops. That's the truth. If I was you, I'd believe that. Is that so? Well, I'm just going to feel terrible if you guys don't believe me. Well, now, that's too bad. Huh? We don't. We questioned Ranger, but he refused to admit any knowledge of the burglaries or the fires. We met the other team on stakeout, and they took him into custody while we went in to talk to his wife. We
3: identified ourselves and she told us to come in. Shut up, Fulton. Be quiet. Don't worry about him. He won't bite. Dog's no good for anything except to eat and sleep. No, I didn't take him with him tonight. What's that, ma'am? My husband goes out just about every night and takes the dog with him. Not tonight. He's of my feet every minute. Is anybody else in the house beside you? What? Huh?
1: Are you alone here? Yeah, except for that mark. Why? Well,
3: you don't mind if
1: we look around, do you? Does
3: he believe me? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Shit, you have to. I ain't hiding nobody. Go ahead.
1: I'll take it, again. Mm-hmm. You want to sit down, Ms. Ranger?
3: Why? You going to be here for a start?
1: There a few things we have to ask you. Oh. Get
3: up, Gordon. What do you want to ask? What kind of work does your husband do? He's a window watcher. Well,
1: who is he employer? Nobody. But does he work for a business concern of
3: any kind? You mean like a store? That's right. Yeah, but he watches windows for people, too. You know, it Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Found
1: out on the dresser in
3: the bedroom. Hey, what are you doing with my person?
1: To you, I well, took it out of my room,
3: didn't you? Where'd you get it? My
1: husband. Could he say where he got it?
3: Yeah, all night market. How
1: about these initials here? L C D. Well, Stuart,
3: that's where I got the seat. You said they were closing them off.
1: Your husband goes out every night, doesn't he? Yeah. Has he brought other things home from this same market? do you ask?
3: Just tell us, has he? Yeah. What? Something wrong? Did
1: he do something? What other things did he bring home? I think I'll tell you. Oh, that's up to you, Miss Granger. Yeah. It would be a lot
3: better for you if he told us the truth. How About what? I think your husband was brought
1: home. I thought there
3: was something wrong, but he said he got him at the market. Mm-hmm. Did he steal him? We think he did, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Seems too darn. I was thinking of the perfume. I thought it funny to spend money like that. He didn't think that much of me. What's that? He thinks more of that dog than he does of me. Gave me the perfume, and the next day he put most of it on Fortune. How's that? The dog. He put most of the perfume on the dog. He got clothing to smell it. Look at that collar. Pretty, isn't it? All jewels. But he didn't steal that. Not for his dog. What else did he bring home? Food, clothes, magazines, all kinds of things. Where are they? Food we ate. Other stuff. I don't know if it's sure. Some of it's in a garage. You want to show us? All right. <laughs> we got the
1: front door. Just close.
3: All right. Do you have any children,
1: Miss Gensley? No. It's pretty dark. Get my flashlight. you know if
3: your husband's had any old coins recently? Yeah. Gave them to me. These pennies, a couple of dimes, a quarter. I remember because it's the only money he's given me a long time. You still them, too? Looks like it. Oh, there's a key on the left side of the door Hang on a minute.
1: Yeah, I got you still have those
3: coins? No, I, I sent the neighbor to the door for me today. That was the only money I had. He them... Like right, and what's that?
1: Right. Hm. Comic book. What was that name, Joe? Carol. Oh. Yeah, text right down the line. This camping equipment, is this something you got at that market, too?
3: Yeah, I guess so. You never bought anything I can remember. wouldn't be any reason. You never take any camping. Do you know what's in this box? No. you
1: know where the key is for the lock?
3: No. Guess it happened. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. You gonna break the lock?
1: Yeah. Here you are. Clocks, Watch, watches, costumes, jewelry. Yeah, tennis balls, a couple yeah. of half dollars.
3: Mm-hmm. You mean my husband stole all these things? Yeah,
1: I've seen some so, Miss Granger, but that's not the worst of it. I
3: know.
1: In several of the homes, we think he set fire to
3: I and mean,
1: I'm guilty too. No,
3: ma'am, not necessarily. Not if you didn't know about it. I didn't know. Never told me. Mm hmm. So I'm not about him. Then he's up to Mm hmm. You come in here and say my husband's a thief. You're yeah, it like this? That's not easy to take. Well,
1: there's one other thing, Miss Granger. What? not easy to say. The story you've just heard is true. The names were changed to protect the innocent. On March 9th, trial was held in Department 98 Superior Court of the State of California in and for the County of Los Angeles. In a moment, the results of that trial. (laughs) Lyndon Frederick Granger was tried and convicted of burglary on the first degree, five counts, and of arson, four counts. He received sentence as prescribed by law. Burglary on the first degree is punishable by imprisonment for a period of not less than five years. Arson is punishable by imprisonment for a period of from 2 to 20 years in the state penitentiary. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.H. Parker, Los Angeles Police Department. Technical advisors, Captain Jack Donahoe, Sergeant Marty Wynn, Sergeant Vance Brasher. Heard tonight were Ben Alexander, Walter Sandy, Jack Crucian, Virginia Gregg. Script by John Robinson, Earl Slade. Music by Walter Schumann. Hal Gibney speaking. Watch an entirely different Dragnet case history each week on your local NBC television station. Please check your newspapers for the day and time.
0: Welcome back! Well, as someone who's a little bigger than Frank Smith, I don't know how much I would go with his explanation uh, for why larger guys get tired. I don't dispute it scientifically, I just don't like it. I did like that one uh, homeowner Who was pointing out, you know, there are things that they could have taken, you know, uh, suggesting, you know, it would have been fine if the burglar hadn't commit arson, but had just been a really aggressive declutterer, a serial declutterer who didn't set things on fire. That would be fine. Though I do think that's maybe a natural reaction, because you're like, okay, you didn't take anything that was that valuable, and, you know, if anything, you took junk, and, you know, you're just going to take some junk, you know, why don't you just take some junk I don't actually need, and uh, not set my house on fire, that'd be great. We turn now to listener comments and feedback, and we have one from Mike, who says, I've been listening on and off for about the last two years, and shame on me for not becoming a patron sooner. I'm going through the slow loss of my fiancé to cancer, and I'm learning to appreciate and show support for those who enrich our lives. And you, Adam, definitely enrich the lives of all your listeners. I hope to be able to raise my support level soon, but I at least wanted to get on board at the Shamus level. Well... Uh first of all I'm so sorry to hear about what you're going through Mike and um I wish you all the best uh you know as you go through this it's just a really difficult uh, situation and thank you so much uh for your kind support of the program and I'm glad for any opportunity to enrich your life or help you out as you're going through this difficult time Again, thanks so much, Mike. appreciate your support. And then we have a comment from Bill. Over on Facebook, he writes, regarding the episode, The Big Key, Hi, Adam. This was a pretty good episode, and it brought back a forgotten memory. When Friday told Smith that the keys the kid was playing with had a small plastic replica of the robber's license plate, I thought, wow, I remember... Uh, when I was a kid in the mid to late 60s, back in my home state of Indiana, some charity would send those out each year asking for a small donation, usually 50 cents, 350 in today's money. At that time, we got new plates each year, white background with different colors for the numbers in Indiana. So you'd get these each year. I guess they must have had a deal with the Bureau of Motor Vehicles to get the plate numbers and names. I'm definitely becoming an old Foggy, telling people I remember when. Thanks. Well, Bill, I hear you. Even though I'm not uh a As old as you, I can sound like an old fogey. Or I definitely will, probably before my time, because I'm from that uh, little slice of uh, a generation that's uh, been known as the Xennials. That is between Generation X and the Millennials. So I remember a whole lot of things that kids today would just uh, not be able to relate to. I actually used a manual typewriter and have a brother word processor. So be comforted. If you're over about 36, you remember a very different world than many of today's youth can even relate to. So there are a lot of us fogies out there. Thanks so much for the comment, Bill. And that will do it for today. Now, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you so much to Andy. Andy's been one of our Patreon supporters since May of 2018, currently supporting us at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Andy. And uh, join us back here tomorrow. We have Public Domain Video Theater. Uh, you won't want to miss it. Uh, it'll be an episode of Richard Diamond. And then on Monday, our listener's choice countdown continues with the series that is number one in our short division survey. And join us back here next Saturday, another episode of Dragnet. In the meantime, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.